Preparing Yourself for Parenting Psalm 127, verse 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So in the scriptures, we find many passages dealing with the importance of a family, the family unit and its individual members. The family is the most sacred institution on the planet, and from it comes the next generations of our world. In Psalm 127, the writer refers to children as a heritage, and this word is also used for something that is inherited, such as land. It's passed down from one person to another, and once the other is in possession of it, they now have the responsibility to use it wisely so they can, in turn, pass it down as well. So with this in mind, considering your children are something passed down from God so that we can raise them up for him, teaching them his ways that they may have eternal life, then passing them on to life where they will now repeat the cycle kind of gives it a different perspective on what being a parent is. Your kids come from God. You have the privilege and responsibility of raising them. Then you pass them on. You pass them on to the world. Here you go. Go out and be a light. So we're given this responsibility from God to show these children the way to navigate in this life, all the while teaching them and pointing them to Jesus where they may find eternal life. It's a big responsibility. So how do we do it? So for believers, we look to the scriptures for our instruction, for wisdom, for hope, etc. We trust the scriptures because when we walk by faith, we experience the power of God and the scriptures provide us what we need to continue through this life successfully in our relationship with God. And in all aspects of our life, wisdom is required and instruction is necessary so that we can please the Lord in this life and prepare for the life to come. For unbelievers, even unbelieving churchgoers, they too can follow the same biblical principles and raise healthy children. There's a lot of great parents who are not believers, but in their parenting, you'll find the elements of these principles in place. It's God's truth, and truth works for believers and unbelievers alike. So in the area of parenting, I'm going to share my particular journey as a father, what I learned and where I found victory and where I failed. And I'm proud of my kids. And they're all serving in some kind of ministry, which is cool because we weren't perfect parents. We made our mistakes and we learned from them. But, you know, our kids were our experiment and your kids are your experiment too. But, you know, our kids, they got a decent upbringing and God is using our entire family for his purposes. And that's huge to me. That's an answer to prayer. You watch a lot of your friends and their kids, they get out of the house and they go nuts. They dive headfirst into the world and get involved in all kinds of gross immorality. I'm like, whoa, what happened there, man? But God's faithful and he watches over our kids. We need to continue to remember that when we fail, God's still there. That's why it's so important to teach your kids about God, because he's there, not just for them, but he's there for us too. I believe we have to look at ourselves. What kind of person am I? What do others see in me that I don't see in myself? What kind of personality do I have? And how will that fit into parenting? Am I mature or immature? Am I open to learning new things with a positive attitude? Or do I think I already know it all and I'm not willing to learn? Do I have the essential qualities to be not just a father, but a daddy? And am I willing to be corrected when I'm off the rails? Am I willing to play little child's games with my kids? Summing it up, do I have what it takes to be a good parent? And honestly, when I became a father, I discovered I'm lacking in nearly all of these areas. And you know, I needed to be squared away in them. So going back to the Word, which we were new believers when we had kids, I realized I needed to change. But change didn't come quickly in these areas. It took a while for me to understand the needs that I needed I needed to pour out love to my kids in a way that 
they could understand it. And I realized, you know what, I'm not fully equipped to do that. And it was scary. So thinking of Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. So first off, these are not our natural human qualities that we simply have to try harder to conjure up or to better ourselves. The fruit of the Spirit is the result of having God's Holy Spirit in us. It's God's love, it's God's joy, it's God's peace, etc. And through that supernatural indwelling of the Holy Spirit, He pours it into our lives. Secondly, God's love is the key. All these other things listed are a part of God's love, so we may understand it better if it's said that the fruit of the Spirit is God's love, which includes joy, peace, patience, etc. We get these things in our lives when we surrender to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit begins to do the work in us and pouring out that love, which brings about these things. And all these things are key to our successful relationships, not only with God and others, but also our spouses and our children. So I need to do my daily check and ask myself, do I exhibit these things in my life to those around me? And if not, why? Do you not want your spouse and children to see you as loving, joyful, peaceful, etc.? Or do you want them to see you as your natural self, whatever that may look like? You know, your little kids are looking up to you, and they need to see daddy or mommy as someone who's exhibiting these things, so they see them as good. Take an inventory of yourself and look at the things in your life and ask yourself, are these conducive to parenting? And what things need to change before you have kids? And if you already have kids, same thing applies, but it's nice when a couple with no kids begins to look at themselves and prepare their hearts for the Holy Spirit to pour into them that which they may pour out to their children when they come, and it is that love. And for me, I realized I needed a lot of things listed in the fruit of the Spirit. I was a new believer, so was my wife. We found ourselves preparing for a family, realizing we needed to work on ourselves first. And as I continued to learn the scriptures, and I listened up for the voice of God and learned to obey Him, I began to learn what was required of me. And I felt more prepared for fatherhood, but all the while realizing I had a long way to go, and I did not want to fail. And I'll say this on occasion to a guy whose life is a mess. I'm like, dude, you can screw up a lot in your life and get a pass, but don't screw up your parenting, because that has hard consequences, not only for you, but for your spouse and for your children, who you are responsible, so take it seriously. There's a lot of grace God pours out in life, but do not mess your kids up, because now your actions are affecting other people. And you're going to be held accountable for it before the Lord, not for their behavior necessarily, but for how you chose to parent them, doing what's right or neglecting them or whatever. So as the time was drawing close for us to start our family, I began to seek out those parents whose kids were remarkably well-behaved. I saw them. I was new to this church. And people were normal. They're good people. You know, the word was really emphasized and people's lives were being changed. It's pretty remarkable. But I noticed that there's a few of these kids that were very well behaved. They weren't weird kids, but they were just really nice kids. They were self-controlled, they were obedient, they were respectful, and they were little. And honestly, in my life, I'd never seen kids like this. So I was intrigued with them. And, you know, when I grew up, everyone was just kind of average in our behavior. We weren't really bad kids, but we were not really good kids either, kind of stuck in the middle. But I noticed a few families whose kids were very pleasant to be around. I could actually have a decent conversation with their seven-year-old. And their teenagers were super squared away, more mature than many of the adults I was hanging around with. These are the kind of kids I wanted, but how do I get there? So I began grilling them. I'm like, how did you raise your kids? What did you do? What are you feeding them? 
But I also gave attention to those little brats' parents, watching how they dealt with their kids, and I learned a lot from them as well. So if you want a really bratty kid, you follow their lead. And their lives, the way that they treated their kids was completely different. So without jumping ahead into the series too far, here's some things I learned from the parents that were very profitable for me. These things were important and helped me prepare for being a father. First off, all of these parents were different from one another. It wasn't this little clique of popular people that had a unified philosophy on parenting. They were all different, a really interesting mix of diverse backgrounds. And second, all the parents had a good testimony. They were in darkness and Jesus saved them. They were believers. They weren't churchgoers. They were people that were like, look, man, my life was a mess. And Jesus totally pulled me out of that darkness. And they were all committed to following Jesus and obeying the scriptures. And, you know, it may sound weird, but in many churches, it's hard enough to find one spouse committed to following Jesus and obeying the word, let alone both spouses. And that's what we found. Because our church spent so much emphasis on teaching the Word of God in context and holding people accountable to obey it, people were different. They were changing. And when they changed, they changed. Another thing I found interesting, all of them spanked their kids, but they did it in a way that was biblical. They didn't fly off the handle and wail on their kid. It was a a process that they used. And there was restoration in that. There was prayer afterwards. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. I grew up getting spanked by my parents, getting hacked at school. You know, it was no big deal for me. But the way they did it was gentle and kind. And I'm like, okay, kind of surprised me. And as a side note, you're going to find a lot of debate on this topic of spanking. Just remember, if it's reasonable and if it's effective, then this is a viable tool for the parents. You have to make up your mind. But you have people that are all over the spectrum on this issue. But remember, we go back to the Word. What does God say? Does God chasten us? Yes, He does. Does God discipline us? Absolutely. And the Lord is very good at disciplining His children. I know that one very well. I've been disciplined by God a lot because I can be like a little brat. And there are times when God's discipline is pretty heavy on me. He uses things that seem a little harsh to some, but to me it's like that was totally appropriate because that's where my heart was. It took that degree of discipline to bring me to that place where I realized what I'm doing is wrong. And again, you look to those parents who raised good kids who you know This is where having people in your corner like this are very important because there's going to be days when you pick that phone up and you say, can you help me? My kids are driving me crazy. I need some advice. Very good to have a diverse group of people in your circle for parenting advice. But their advice needs to be consistent with Scripture. That's what we're looking for because God's way is the right way. All of them taught their children about Jesus at home, not just relying on church. All of them spent time alone with their kids, each parent. So mom spends time alone with the kids, dad spends time alone with the kids. They had a connection there. And I noticed that they all spoke respectfully to their kids. They weren't demeaning or demoralizing. They treated them like equal members of the family. Because, you know, you, you talk to your kids, you're conveying information. So if you say, hey, come on over here and they don't come on over there, and you're like, get over here! All of a sudden, you're growling at them. They're like, okay, well, that's the cue that I need to do this, you know, versus, hey, come here, I want to talk to you. Even if they're being disobedient, you know, you walk over, I want you to come over here. There was just this respect. I think some of it came from self-respect, obviously, but they respected their kids. They treated them different than I was used to being treated as a kid. I remember my dad and mom, the way they would talk to me when I was being a brat. All of them treated their spouses with respect and love in public. And their kids saw this. This is how they grew up. They learned that this is the way you treat people. And even in their homes, those that we did get to know and would go over there, there was a mutual respect between spouses. There wasn't yelling, fighting, condemning, or all those things that we tend to do. 
Finally, they all practiced what they preached. They were honest and sincere people. So I took note of these things and I tried to apply them to my life and realizing, man, I'm so far behind the curve on this. We also took a parenting class at our church and it was a good class full of insight. I felt that, you know, I have a few more tools to add to my belt. So little by little, we were preparing ourselves to have children. And little by little, we were growing in our confidence that, you know what, I think we can do this. I feel good about where we're at now, but also understanding that this is an adventure and it's going to be difficult. And I later found out it was more difficult than I expected, but it was also more glorious than I expected. I'm so glad I have children and I'm so glad that my kids know the Lord. And I'm so glad we stayed married through it because it stretches your marriage. But we did it, and we know where to go to when things get crazy. Psalm 18.2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. That's where we continue to go. Even to this day, we continue to go back to the Lord, and he takes care of us. So prepare yourself for parenting. Get on the same page. Don't go into it blind. Study the scriptures. There's a lot to see as we will learn in the series about parenting. But first, it starts with looking in the mirror. What kind of parent am I going to be? What kind of parent do I want to be? What kind of parent is God calling me to be? And if you're willing to be that parent that God is calling you to be, then you will be blessed. Thank you.